I'm Laura Zach. And I'm Brittany Ashley. And this is Sicker Sadder World. I'm Brittany Ashley. And I'm Laura Zach. You just tried to do it so you would start it again. No, I was just trying to do it. Road Warrior is the name of this episode. Road Warrior. No, really? Yeah, Road Warrior. God. When Brittany, shortly after she asked me to do this podcast with her, she gave me this sweet notebook that is my official Sicker Sadder World notes notebook. And she wrote out pages for every single episode in the entire series. And look at what you wrote for the title of this episode. Wow, I stand corrected by myself. Yeah. How's that feel? Not great. Don't worry, you guys. We A lot of times we record two of these together, um, and we felt a little depleted after that last one, and now we're back in top form because we did a little cheer up. We with, played with a dog. We played monkey in the middle with the dog. Nothing will make you feel more powerful except for having opposable thumbs and, you know, outsmarting a dog. But Brittany kept not seeming to know how the game worked because she kept just letting the dog get it well yeah because he it could i could tell that he was like getting a little self-conscious about it all right well speaking of monkeys this episode starts with monkey stuff are we not going there yet wait when did i miss the monkey stuff the very beginning six ad world Mm, it's about monkeys on the internet Mm. which kind of describes our reality it's not monkeys it's really sad emasculated men what else is going on with you? Same as an hour ago. <laughs> Listen, it's been a week for them, so we got to bring something new. What What do you think would be going on for you if you were a week deeper into your life? Um, I'll probably have a little less money. I'll probably be another uh, 20 pages into Big Magic where it clicks for me for a minute, and then uh, the next minute... I'm back wondering what the hell I'm doing with my life. Okay, well, I really wanted this one to be a more upbeat episode. Um, I'm sorry that I didn't exceed your expectations. I don't want you to force it. That's the thing. You should never fake it. You know, you just got to take it one day at a time. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm actually going to be by myself because Kirsten's out of town. And so I have a brunch set up with one of my best buddies and other than that i mean just gonna try and pull myself back up by my bootstraps sick 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 um i'm going home to new hampshire so i'm doing the equivalent trip that you did where i'll gather a bunch of my treasures from middle school Mm -hmm. and bring them back so we have more stuff for the patreon um, incentives and i'm also accidentally just coincidentally going to be home for my 15th high school reunion I just found out that I have to miss my 10-year high school reunion because I have no, like, for the next, like, few months, I truly have no other plans except for this one wedding, and it's that day. I didn't go to my 10-year. I think it was serendipitous. Yeah, you just, just like in the opposite way, mine is serendipitous because it's also the birthday weekend of my brother and my niece. Mm-hmm. So I was going home for that, and then I saw that there's this reunion, and it could be really weird, but I'm going to go and take notes, and hopefully I'll have some stories that come from that. Are you going to fuck someone? Probably not. I, But it always is interesting to see who turned out that way or who always Always was that way. Got it. The fucky way or the gay way? The gay way. Mm. La 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 la. La 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 la. This is my style.
She's like bedazzling a mannequin or something. And then we hear, it's a guitar riff, which means it's Trent. The mating call. And Jane is actually trying to like wingman Daria for Trent. Trent, I mean, sorry, Jane is pushy about it though. I feel like she's like, fuck my brother. Yeah, or like she's just obsessed with Daria's. It's excessive the amount that she uses every opportunity to be like, wouldn't you like that, Daria? Oh, yeah. Do you want to sit up front in the van with Trent? I'm getting ahead of myself in terms of yeah, the story. Yeah, sit on Trent's face. Would you like that? Yeah, it feels, again, I'm looking, always looking for the way to read into it. But again, when like a friend is so fixated on their bestie's inner world of attraction, it's just, you know, kind of queer. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And that's the boy version of her. That is her brother. Mm-hmm. So it's the closest thing that... Jane could get to being with Daria is having her 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 blood be with her. And this is also the first time we get introduced to Mystic Spiral. Right? Yeah, and yeah, totally. And Jesse. Mystic Spiral is the name of Trent's band. And Jesse is the other person in the band. And Jesse kind of looks like a Fabio type. Yeah. And I think that him and Jane would be be cute together. If Jane wasn't gay. Right. If Jane wasn't gay for me, I mean Daria. Um, and there's this whole theme of like when Trent is like, Hey Daria, like, it, Oh, you're very good at Trent. Yeah. Hey Daria. Whoa. <laughs> wow. We found your power place. Yeah. Like your power position is Trent. Mm. Yeah. It, it makes Daria unable to speak and she gets really socially anxious. And I think this is like where we actually start to realize that around some people, she can't really be like her cynical self because she's too socially anxious. And throughout the whole episode, it's her kind of going on this journey of being able to feel comfortable saying what she actually thinks and that her jokes are funny and that people will like them. Right. And it makes you realize, I feel like sometimes people see someone who's cynical and biting like she is as being insecure and hiding behind that armor of being cynical. But we actually, through this very point you're making, see that she isn't uncomfortable when she's around the popular kids at school or Quinn. She's not intimidated by them because she feels, I think she feels just intellectually superior. superior. Mm -hmm. And um, so this this is actually what she looks like when she's insecure. And oh, sorry. Ew, you just touched my toe. (laughs) Just played footsie by accident. Um, (laughs) Those were our bare feet. So what? They're virginal, my toes. What? You mean like you've never stuck one? What do you mean? Yeah, they've never gone there. Why do you assume mine have? Laura. My my toes have never... Are you talking about mouths or other things anything so anyway they go down into the basement (laughs) is that what your toes did did your toes go down to the basement no never never 
Truly never. That never occurred to me. I don't know why I'm feeling like I need to defend myself. Like, I don't want to come off as being defensive about this, but I have not ever had toe sex. Okay. I feel like that's, that is an unfortunate, well, hey, don't want to fetish shame anyone, but if you're someone who is not into toe stuff, that would be, that must be such a strange moment to first realize that your sexual partner is into it. Right. Like, does, what's the approach? Like, do you talk about it first? Is there just suddenly a creeping foot? Yeah, I mean, even if they're toes, they definitely still have to ask for consent. Oh, of course. But, like, the the first way that they're sort of the knock-knock at the door of consent. Yeah. It's more like the, I just got a pedicure. Do you want to touch them? And now, so I guess it goes both ways. There are people who are really into other people's feet, and there's people who like to use their feet in sexual ways. When I was needing money in college, on Craigslist, it was like a goldmine for if you wanted to have your feetsies be looked at and touched. That was like... Hmm. Honestly, I think that is probably the best use of Craigslist I've ever heard in terms of personals because... So people are going to know what they're signing up for from the beginning. So you can first of all just like suss out who's interested, but then also the action itself isn't going to put you in danger other than the danger of meeting a stranger from the internet. Like it's not having... um, full sexual intercourse that could expose you to diseases. So, I mean, I can get that. If I was into it, I'd probably check that out. Did we just turn a corner on toe sex? I think all I did was say that Craigslist is a great place if you're down for that. Hmm. But again, I know so little of that world that there might be there might be other places where it's more fleshed out. Ew. <laughs> um, so anyways, they're going to Alternapalooza, which absolutely sounds like something I would want to go to. Yeah. So because Daria isn't speaking her thoughts, we're hearing her thoughts. Mm-hmm. So every time Trent or Jesse in particular are making some pretty basic band boy comment, we hear Daria's typical snarky commentary in her mind, but we see her just completely shut down. And then at one point, Jane calls her out on it and is like, you should just say what you're thinking, which again, Jane knows her so well, she can literally hear her thoughts. That's, that's very sweet. And then we see the fashion club in full force. They're also going to Alternapalooza. A little bit ironically, but I think it's more so an excuse to shop and have a new look and to prove that they, what did they say, that you can be popular and still be alternative. Right, yeah. I think Sandy's trying to be, like, inclusive to the alternative crew, but then was it Quinn that said, like, isn't that for girls who don't shave? Or was that Tiffany? I forget which one. But Quinn makes a joke, like, maybe I'll shave my head. And they all laugh. Oh, and they get temporary tattoos. Um, and she, when she's at the dinner table, she's like, don't worry, Mom and Dad, it's fake. <clears throat> Daria's like, oh, you got a tattoo to match your personality. Yeah, nice. and then when she talks about piercings, she knows that her parents won't be down for her to get a belly button ring. So mm-hmm. she asks them to pay twenty nine ninety nine to instead get a magnetic um, fake nose ring. And Daria says, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. You don't need any more holes in your head. And <laughs> Helen's immediately like, Daria. Daria. So then Quinn is going through a whole closet, which is basically entirely on the floor when she's trying to figure out what to wear at Alternapalooza. Because for her in the fashion club, it's going to be like a fashion event. And Daria, we figure out in her closet, she only has two outfits. It's what she usually wears. And then she has this other outfit, which is a black t-shirt and jeans. 
And black sneakers. And she looks kind of gay. She looks really gay, actually, especially when she shows up at Quinn's door and has her shirt tucked in. Oh, yeah. Which um, Quinn calls her out on. I have my shirt tucked in right now. I, I felt like uh, the way that the Fashion Club were prepare- was preparing for this event really reminded me of the culture around Coachella. Mm, yeah. Even though the aesthetic is very different, like maybe a 90s version of that, where you're going to try to curate your look to be more of, I guess, I don't even know how you would describe the Coachella version, but like more... Basic. Earthy. Yeah, but what is that? Like it's it's some sort of like... Bohemian. Yeah, bohemian. There you go. Like it's a little bit of overlap with like a Burning Man thing. Yeah. And this was like the 90s version of like the cool I bet rockers. like the Smashing Pumpkins were going to play there. Oh, that'd be so sick. Oh, and we also figure out that Helen and Jake are going to fuck. They're going, they're psyched that their daughters are going to the same thing this weekend because they're going to have the house to themselves and they're going to fuck so hard. Which is great because remember when Helen said she wanted to get the spice back in her marriage? Yeah, it was awesome. How did they get there then? I want to know what they did. I do too. I, I would actually genuinely love to know their their tips. Yeah, what do you do? Like, what if you're in like a marriage, like a twenty year marriage, and all of a sudden you guys are just like not fucking? What do you do? I I think there are you know I think there are specific therapists for that. Right. There's certainly an ebb and flow, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that there's ever been an easy solution when you're going through one of those slumps, because I think that's part of the problem. Like you can't, you don't know what to do and it feels like your, your paranoia jumps to the other person not being attracted to you anymore. Or if you're the one who has less of a drive at the time, like you worry about something being wrong with you or like, why don't you feel more attracted right now? Um, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough territory. I, I very rarely have that problem from my direction. (laughs) In your 20-year marriages? Again, I was saying the closest thing I can compare it to. I would love to be in a 20-year marriage, honestly. I think I just would really love security. Just knowing that the other person is just going to, like, fucking be in it with you. And that even if you make, like, a little mistake, you guys are still there. No, totally. That's I think that is what's appealing about commitment. Mm -hmm. That it's grounded and that you're both in it. You're in it. And it's not that... Anything should be unconditional, but yeah, that I feel like that's a cornerstone of any relationship is just feeling secure in both parties wanting what, to be doing what you're doing, whatever right. form that takes. And that can apply to polyamorous dynamics as long as there's like a commitment within that. Like I think just across the board, regardless of what your relationship looks like, as long as everyone in the relationship is on the same page, it's going to be good. So another thing that we noticed is that Daria put on lipstick, mm-hmm. which means that she put in effort. Uh, despite her normcore concert attire, she did spruce up a little bit. And of course, Jane calls her out on it right away. Mm-hmm. And when Trent, Jesse, and Jane pick up Daria in the van shortly after that, Quinn gets picked up by a caravan of cars. There's... Brittany, Kevin, um, Mac, Jody, Joy, Jeffy, Jamie. Yep, all of them in two different cars. And, and Quinn has a fake nose ring mm-hmm. right after the guys were just talking about how they don't like piercings and stuff. She comes out and she has one. 
And I must then, say, it looks great. Yeah, you. I feel like you could totally fit in with those boys. Me? Just in the sense of being like, oh, I'm not into piercings and here are the reasons why. And then Quinn walks out with a piercing and you're like, oh my God, that looks so good, Quinn. Love <laughs> it. I love what you're doing there. So edgy. Did you ever have any piercings? Yes, I had my belly button pierced. Do you regret that? I mean, it doesn't really matter now, but I got it, you know, there's still like that little scar, but I got it pierced twice and I regretted the second time because it was over scar tissue. So it was much more painful. Right. And I was going off a rope swing in my parents' backyard into the pond. And no, it's not what you think it's going to be. I just took it out because I was doing that. Mm. And then I was just kind of like, why do I have this? Yeah. I had like one of those really, speaking of basic, like real, like dangly ones. Oh no, you had a dangle. Yeah, it was a dark time. It was a really dark time. I had my lip pierced. Whoa, that's pretty hard. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I had it my freshman year of college. I had like the little stud and then I hated the stud. And one day, when I, one night when I was drunk, I like took it out through the opposite way. Like I pushed the, the like stone back into my mouth. Oh. And then I got, and then like a couple months later, I got it re-pierced and I got a ring and it really suited me. Maybe mm. I can find some of those pictures. Yeah, I bet you can. But I never got my belly button pierced. It just didn't suit me. Yeah. That's fair. The first time I got it pierced, it was in Boston. I was a freshman in college. And it didn't really hurt in the aftermath. And we were on the T, like taking which is the subway and Familiar, um, familiar. And um I was standing up holding one of the rings and my friend was sitting like on the side of the subway car in front of me and she looked down and she was like, Oh my god, Laura and I looked down and my entire shirt was just stained red. Oh my god. It looked like I'd been stabbed. Holy shit. <laughs> But this is one of those episodes where um, it's more about the journey than the destination, or it ends up being. I feel like I couldn't think off the top of my head of other examples, but I feel like this is a thing I've seen other shows do, or even films, where there's a destination, and then they never actually, you never actually see the thing. They never actually get there because of all of the obstacles in getting there. Right. Um, and everything just keeps going wrong on the trip. Darius sits on a peanut butter sandwich. I mean, come on, we've all been there. She has to pee. They get stuck stuck in gridlock traffic, and she has to pee so badly, and she runs out to pee behind a tree, and then trips as she's coming out. She of also the woods. got stung by a bee. Mm-hmm. She also falls down because of Trent's erratic driving and breaks her glasses, and then they have to use duct tape to put it back together. Right. Oh, did you catch the really funny little runner that they had where when the fashion club girls would be like, what's that smell? And they'd be like, fertilizer or a skunk? And it's like clear that it was weed. Oh, I didn't catch that either. Wow. It's two two brains are better than one in this rewatch business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, they go through a toll booth and Trent's like, whoa. Wait, can you actually say what he would have said? Whoa. Is that Kurt Stellano? <laughs> We went to high school with that guy. And that, I think, you know, gets them on this line of thinking about, oh, I'll never resort to that. I'll never, like, work for someone. I'm an artist. And it's clear that the, that Jesse and Trent have this idea about... Um, success. Yeah, success and, and also, like, a fear of, of ending up in that sort of life. Mm-hmm. It cuts back to an external shot of the Morgendorfer home where you can see kind of Home Alone style, like the shadows passing in the windows, and they're clearly chasing each other around, and 
I've um, never chased someone around as foreplay. No, definitely not. Like it reminds me of those um that like theme of porno where it's like the women wrestling wearing strap-ons. Not familiar. Oh right, we I forgot that you don't watch porn. Um I don't really regularly either. I've just seen these before. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I actually ended up doing a search for this so the first porn i ever saw i stumbled upon accidentally because again the the hazards or the benefits of having an older brother sure um there were old vhs tapes that used to have home videos on them oh no and i was going through trying to find and then they were whole videos oh yeah you know this was the era of taping things off the tv onto vhs Mm mm-hmm so I was going through like looking at old home movies and I stumbled upon one that had this kind of like broken up. It had like a few scenes of this super hokey porno. And again, it was the first time I'd ever seen anything like this. And it was called Screw, like S-C-R-U-E, like Clue. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a whodunit where there's a death that happens in this house party and there, there's a detective who's trying to figure out who killed her. But then, meanwhile, all the characters are having sex with each other. And it definitely was like a VHS that I revisited. <laughs> and, you know, because I'd never seen anything like it. And it wasn't the age of, like, the internet the way it is now. So it felt like this illicit thing I had access to. And, and a couple weeks ago, I just, like, out of interest was like, huh, I wonder if you can stream this anywhere and i found it again and oh it was like God. it was like visiting old friends i must know what miss peacock was up to they didn't have they had like different names it wasn't i think it was just the title that was a playoff of clue mm. um and the theme of the whodunit but um there's one guy who's like an, a military guy and there's one woman who's like a teacher and then there was actually quite a few girl girl scenes in that video as well not shocking um, Jane leaves Daria alone with Trent. Remember that? Yes, because the van breaks down and they have to walk to, what was it? That just sounded like we were playing Yes And. <laughs> we're like, yes, and, because oh. the, the van breaks down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then what happens, Brittany? Yes, and I am wearing a hat made of potatoes. <laughs> yes, and that's convenient because I want some french fries. Yes, and I actually need to charge you $3 for those, miss. Oh, yes, and I don't I only have 250. Can we strike a deal? This is awful. I never <laughs> I never did Second City. <sighs> I, I mean, don't you feel Did you do Second City? I did Second City Chicago, but I did sketch writing. I didn't do improv. But still, I feel like what a waste that I lived in Chicago for 5 years and didn't do Second City, you right. know? Like mm-hmm. what was wrong with me? Probably a lot. <laughs> You're right. Wow. Okay. Unlike present day. Who is crushing. I do like who I am, though. Yeah, same. Okay, cool. So they also go to a diner called Mom's, and so do the fashion club. Mm-hmm. And um, But first, the Daria group is there, and Daria's kind of like shit-talking with the waitress. It's the first time Daria's starting to use her voice again because she's noticed that when she speaks up and actually says what she's thinking, Trent laughs. Like, he loves her sense of humor and thinks she's really funny. And then after that, when they're left alone, when Jesse and... Jane go to get help or whatever they're doing. Speaking of power of vulnerability, Trent kind of opens up to her about his fears. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a little odd. Yeah, he's he's talking about his self-doubts and his worries about not making it in his career and not having money and living with his parents still. And we see Daria's more earnest side as well. She's really trying to give him advice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there was something that, I mean, I liked seeing her that way because it was clearly her walls coming down. But there was something a little bit annoying about the fact that we, we see less of her awesome, sarcastic self when she's basically trying to boost a dude's ego. Right. And um, then we get the first smile we've ever seen from her, like mm-hmm. a, a grin. like Not she, like the smile of like... The snide, like, <laughs> Yeah. This was a genuine... Smile. Happy smile where because trent calls her cool and then there was the scene of the fat sorry well what you have your feet like all up in my section i can't help if i accidentally kick them i'm sorry i'm uncomfortable here like in this moment or no like my stance oh sorry i constantly have to be in like thinking man position right well this isn't the most comfortable either basically just know listeners that we really suffer for you I have to hang upside down while we record this. Did you yeah, guys know that? It's crazy the extent we go to. The sacrifices. We play monkey in the middle with dogs <laughs> just to get our energy up. <laughs> so there's one scene that I did. There have been so few scenes that I actually remember from the first time I watched it decades ago. But there was the one scene where it's the fashion club caravan Um, one car in front of the other driving up the highway and they see a sign for outlet shopping and they say change of plans and then tiffany stands up to to motion to the car in the back and she's drawing a triangle in the air with her finger and in the back they're trying to guess what it is and then britney's like a clothing hanger (laughs) and then they they don't end up going to the festival either because they drag the boys they're with Right. Which, of course, was an annoying gendered thing. But whatever. They drag the boys they're with to go shopping instead. Yeah. They miss that concert. And so does the Trent van because they broke down. And we see Jane and Jesse cuddling. How did that make you feel? I was jealous. Yeah. And then, I felt like it was just a, a connection of convenience, to be honest. And then Daria's just smiling and Trent's just being Trent. Yeah. Daria moved up front to sit with them and she's smiling still. And um, Jesse's not good enough for Jane. Hey, Daria. Hey, Daria. It's really good. Hey, Daria. Hey, Daria. Nice. (laughs) We got it. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, there's the moment of post-coital pancakes between the Morgendorfer parents where she's very saucily pouring pancake mix onto the stove top. And perfectly. Well, I would expect no less from Helen. And Jake is just looking on adoringly. And fun fact, the most recent time I had a morning after, pancakes were made as well. I'm hungry. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter at SickerSatter check out our website by Squarespace. I feel like I hear other podcasts, including the best co- podcast ever, S-Town. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. We'll I downloaded about, it all, but... We'll talk about that next week. It is so good. Um, and they are sponsored by Squarespace, which made our website, SickerSatterWorld.com. I mean, I made our website, and we pay for our website. I'm just trying to put this out into the universe that if Squarespace wanted to fund us... That'd be sweet. Yeah. Just saying, we're available. 
bye Daria.